which again goes back to a lack of the business understanding of who their customers are. What's their real pain points? This is what you, you hear me say all the time. It's the real thing that fucks them off. What's the real thing that worries them? The real issues, the real deep like things that they want to be recognized for. It's not the thing that you think it is. And it's not the thing that they tell you is. When they, when they kick off, when they kick off, that's the thing that they want to be recognized for. This is the Paul Goff audio experience. Whether you call yourself a PT, a physical therapist, or a physiotherapist, and wherever you are listening to this right now, this is for you. It is me revealing everything I can to help make you a more successful business owner. Thanks for listening. It means the absolute world to me. Hey, Paul's peeps. It's Caitlin, your client success manager here, and I help members of the Paul Goff community be successful using our products and resources. And I'm excited to bring you today's episode of the Paul Goff Audio Experience. Today, you will be tuning into another sneak peek of Paul's annual planning meeting with his physio room staff. Listen in as they discuss the critical drivers of the business that has led to their success. You will also hear a personal story from Paul about how understanding your patients and their values helps them make better decisions and ultimately hire you. If you like this podcast, do us a favor and share it with someone that you think might benefit from it as well. That's all I have for you. I hope you enjoy. So you're going to find the app? We have it. We have it all. It'll be on the iPad. We don't have the Use it at home. I'll be in touch with the developer, are you? Like, send them a little. Good. Cool. Right. So, uh, next part, critical drivers. So the levers or the um, success drivers, whichever way you want to call it. Describe what we can do to affect all of the major drivers of success in the business. So this is great for you guys to listen to this and for you guys in resource slash finance. This is essentially cockpit. Um, what you stare at, David, is the numbers and the spreadsheets. This is ultimately the behavior that's underneath those numbers that causes those numbers. So if you show me a spreadsheet, it's the effect, this is the cause, <coughs> all right? So patient visit average, what can we do to improve that? So if the patient visit average, the goal is six. How do we get somebody to have an assessment and six sessions, that's what we want. And the minute the front desk sees a patient who doesn't have six, we almost wanna be saying why. I told you my story this morning, even a hamstring injury not possible for it to need less than six. Don't let anybody give you any bullshit that they only want or need a couple of sessions. It is not possible, not possible to do it right in, in the way that we want to do it. If they just want pain relief, all right, cool. But what we want to say to them is, hey, we have two options. Paul, we have the pain relief option, which is get rid of all, so in my hamstring case, we can get rid of the blood, we can get rid of all of the, the swelling, and we can take the pain away. Or we can get rid of the pain, we can get rid of the swelling, and we can strengthen that hamstring and we can stretch that hamstring so that you're not going to have any problems further down the line. Which one do you want us to do? This one will take three or four sessions. This one will take eight to 10. Which one do you want? It is the most simplest way of improving patient visit average is to give the patient the choice. You could say that it's about marketing, which it is. You could say that it's about front desk. You could say that it's about trust, which it is. But if you're looking for a tactical way of improving the patient visit average, it's undoubtedly just give them the choice, but clearly explain that choice. In the case of back pain, based upon everything we've seen today, 
we can do this one of two ways. The first way is that we can do the pain relief. Uh, and some people think that that's what they want from a physio, not knowing that we can do more. If you just want pain relief for that back problem, it's going to take three or four sessions. However, if you want pain relief, you want to be able to move, you want to be able to lean forward and pick up your TV remote, you want to be able to put your socks and shoes on without having to sit on the side of the bed, you want less problems further down the line, and you just want to feel a hell of a lot better about yourself with less hip, knee, ankle, so on problems further down the line, that'll take eight to 10 sessions. Which one do you want? I don't genuinely, I, if all of the study I've ever done of human beings and people and just understanding of how people buy and decide, nobody in their right mind says, I just want that. You just don't do it, right? You get one or two who situationally will say, it's not the right time, I'm going on holiday, genuinely it is money at that point. But 80% of people, when faced with the option, which is now, option A basically will just do a job. Or option B will do the job. What do you want me to do? Plumber comes in your house in the middle of November. I can change that pipe for you. I can change that pipe, absolutely. And I can get your boiler working again tonight. Or I can stay and I can take the entire thing out, put a completely brand new one in, and you won't ever have to be called in your beds at night for another five years. What do you want, Sophie? Fix the problem. What do you want, Cam? Fix the problem. Everybody wants the problem fixed. What we do very badly as physios is not explain to people that we do do the equivalent of we can fix the problem. And a good plumber, a good electrician would come in, the bad electrician would come in and just assume, not understanding how people buy, that I want the complete rewire. And that's where you usually get the pushback. When somebody says, well, no, I didn't want that. I, 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 well, I do want it, but what I felt was uneasy in the moment when you lumbered me with a complete rewire that I know it's gonna cost me five grand, taking away the choice. However, if you'd have given me the choice, and you said, hey, Paul, listen, middle of November, it's freezing cold, it's pitch dark, you know, Christmas has come around the corner. We can put that new wire in for you, or we can put in a complete new system. Which one you want? Because there's half a chance you're gonna be calling me back before Christmas to come in and fix this thing again. What do you want? Is that not the message? It's like the short term or a It is, exactly fix. that. And it's, it's explaining that the short term fix will get you yep. this. Yeah, it's making sure that they understand that. They just don't, they just don't do it. And that's what, whenever I've taught this to people, and they say, oh, you know, it might not have worked. I'm like, it does work. You just executed it like shit. In fact, you didn't even fucking try and execute it. You didn't explain it in that simplicity. If you want this pain relief, we can do that. And I'm acknowledging that I know that you want that. However, I also know that you don't know that I can do this thing over here, is essentially what I'm saying. I know that you don't understand what a real, good, solid, proper physio can do is significantly more than just change the pipe. You currently believe that that's what a physio does. And why wouldn't you? Because all you've ever known is that shit tip of a system that wants you in and out as fast as possible, because it costs money, the NHS. They want you in and out as fast as possible. 
that is your current belief of physio, that's everybody that you know's belief of physio. Why wouldn't it be? Because that's all anybody does. But it doesn't necessarily mean that it's the best thing. So, Mr. Patient, I'd like to give you a choice. Oh, you mean I'm in control? Yes, again, these are basic fundamentals. You're in control, Caitlin. I, I want you to know that when you decide today you're in control, we can either change the pipe, and yes, I can get your heating back on, or I can change the system, and I make sure the heating doesn't go off for another five years. Now, not such a problem in Florida, but if it was, <laughs> if it was air conditioning, now we're talking, change the fucking system. I'm out. How long do you need? Where, where do I sign? Same thing here. This ankle sprain, absolutely, I can take away the pain and I can get rid of that swelling and I can even get this thing moving. That'll take me three or four sessions. However, if you want it moving in such a way that it ain't gonna stiffen up again, you will not leave with an Achilles problem, a perineal problem, a hip problem, a back problem, and an Achilles problem on the other side, and you're able to be active and mobile for another however many years, then you're gonna need eight or 10 sessions. I don't know any physio in the country that would be able to do it faster. And any physio that thinks they can is full of crack. Shit, they're just talking out their ass to think that they can do it any faster. Time wouldn't let you do it. You just couldn't do it faster. So I'm asking you, Mr. or Mrs. Patient, what do you value the most? And in that respect, that's in the end what they pay for. They pay for what they value. Business is about values, relationships is about values. Every relationship that's bad is because there is a fundamental difference in values. Every business that has issues with its patients is because there's fundamental issues with values. The customer doesn't have the values of the business or the business doesn't do a very good job of explaining what the values are that they represent. In our case, our values, we don't want to be responsible for two and three sessions, quick fixes. That's not what we are. However, we do value providing you a service that gives you a chance of fixing the problem at source, fixing the problem so that it don't come back, fixing the problem so that in 10 years, you're not gonna be left with this type of problem. That's what the physio business is about. That's the values upon which it's built. It has been for a long, 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 long time. So, Mrs. Patient or Mr. Patient, which one do you value? That's all I'm asking. So at this point now, I'm not asking you to decide over sessions. I'm not even asking you to decide over how much you're gonna spend. I'm asking you to decide over what you value. And if your values match up to mine, magic will happen. Magic, it'll happen in relationships, it'll happen in business, it happens everywhere. It's so little understood, it's stunning. And yet it's so easy when it's explained. Make a decision based upon the values. Not money, not time, not sessions, upon values. If you value this thing, great, we're a good fit. If you don't, you're not a good fit. Fine, we'll still provide you with this, the pipe change, we'll, we'll, we'll change the pipe. But we did our job explaining to you that this pipe will break again, it will freeze, and we will be back out in six weeks figuratively. Do not shout at me, whinge, bitch, and whine and moan when you say that I didn't do my job six weeks ago, because I did. You made a bad decision to change the pipe. And what you needed to do was reboot the system. Tight ass. If you explain it to them, money doesn't even come into it. They'll always fall down on the side of their values. That's why when you say, I'll take it into relationships, when you see two people fighting constantly, it's values. They can't, they can't leave values. They'll always go down to the thing they think that they value. 
When the other person doesn't value the thing that they value, that's where you get constant disconnect. You'll get agreements, you'll get, you'll get manufactured two, three, four weeks of agreements that masks it, but the values always win in the end. They either can or they don't. That's it. Simple as that. Does that help? What else? A rival rate. What can we do for a rival rate? Make sure the texts go out. I think ensure that like then front end calls that definitely there's no transactional side, it's like connections are made. Like to make them one of them in one, yeah. So ensuring it's not just a quick we book your own and see you then by connections. Email confirmations going out. What else? The directions, like the other company didn't do. Yeah. <laughs> Same where we are. Um, so all of, all of those I would describe as what? Tactics. What's above that? So here's the question. Here we go. You're not allowed to email me. You're not allowed to text me. You're not allowed to send me a letter. You're not allowed to send me a shock and awe box. Right? How could you still make me want to show up? There you go. The thing that will always trump tactics is the higher level principle of what we're trying to achieve. That if I feel like I've been really understood, we made a great connection, you made me laugh, you made me giggle, you congratulated me, you made me feel good about myself, I don't need your directions. I'll use this thing called Google because I desperately want more of it. I don't need your shock and awe package. I don't need your text message reminders. I'm not forgetting to go to any place that I truly feel valued. Fact, period, right? All of that shit is just tactical. It's all like, it, it's, it's important, it's important, but it should never ever be the substitute of really what would drive me to your clinic through rush hour traffic on the M25. It's how I feel about doing business with you. The prospect of doing business with you the um, service that I'm going to get when I arrive, the anticipation of it, the, the who I'm going to meet, the how you're going to make me feel, all of those things are ultimately what goes into causing my behaviour to be so much so that I want to go through hell. I want to put it in my own calendar. I want to set my own reminders. I want to send myself an email. I want to do everything I possibly can to make sure I arrive at your clinic on time. Anytime that somebody doesn't, you could always default, and most people do, to the, they didn't get a text, they didn't get an email, they didn't get whatever. But really what it was, was you just didn't do enough to make all of those things irrelevant. And that's what I'm trying to let you be guided by. The tactics are good, but the high level principle should always be your North Star. That what do we need to do so well that if we do it so well, it makes all of those things irrelevant. You go to Disneyland, right? You want to go to Disney World next year, Hannah? Right? Next July. So you and your mum, Emily and Ian, you're off to, to, to Florida next year. Do you think your mum needs to get a text message of Virgin <laughs> the night before? <laughs> Does she need a text message the night before and an email with directions to Manchester Airport and Disney World? 
Do you think Walt is sending her an email and going, don't forget, this is where we are. We're expecting you at nine o'clock. Just a, just a little reminder about your date, Disney. Uh -huh. The reason that we have to do it with the dentist or in a physio clinic, because we don't quite have the same magical feelings about going and spending money with Walt as we do with Paul. Don't mean that we can't manufacture it as close as we possibly can. And that's what you've all got to be shooting for. That's what you've got to be shooting for on your calls. How do we get this to the point where you don't even have to send them a reminder? We don't have to send them a fucking Gmail notification and whatnot. Like, I'm not, I'm not missing appointments with certain people in my life because it's just so valuable. I don't need a fucking reminder off Dan or whoever to, to tell me to be there at two o'clock. I'm not getting a message off his secretary on the morning saying, oh, you've got a call. If I miss it, I miss out. In which case, over the last four years, I've never missed a call with either of them because it's so good. I feel so... Um, I get everything that I need from it every time, so much that I never have to set myself reminders and send myself texts and so on and so forth, because I just want it, it's important in my life. So that's, for me, that's the overarching reason that somebody would show up or would. But you should still always be checking. It, it, I would say it's gonna get, it's a, the, the weight that I would assign to the text, the emails and so on would be about 15%, 15 to 20%. The rest is, is this valuable enough? And if it is, I'll show up. If I don't think it's valuable enough, you can send me a text every five minutes and I, and I ain't coming. The sad thing is what does let us down, because I think to private pay clients it is valuable. It's these medical agencies yeah, yeah. who just feel they have to, to get a tick on the name. We know that. And again, it shouldn't be a scar on your... No, not on us, but yeah. that's the yeah. point where, where, it's, yeah. where it comes from. The others are apparently doing well. Yeah. And that's the, the, the guiding metric of the business is the private patients, not the medicals. They're a bonus if you get them. If they show up, great. Um, you know, cash flow for the business, breeding ground for training for new physios, all of those things. But they're not necessarily the best metric of how well your business is doing. One thing that worked really well with one of the clients, my colleague Derek Nielsen, his um, did not attend rate was incredibly high on on the, on the first visit, not necessarily the first visit, but the first couple of visits, so someone was brand new to the business. So one thing that we tried with him was he called, if it was a brand new person, he would call specifically them, so he'd spend more attention on them to make sure that they were there at that first one. And he talked through with them the entire journey. So you're gonna meet such and such when you first come in. Um, from then on, we're gonna do this, we're gonna go into there. Um, and just by adding that first phone call, the first bit, his arrivability went something like 83% up to 96% in the space of literally like two accountability calls for a month. It increased that dramatically just from having that phone call if they were there for the first time. So obviously don't do that with everyone when you have returning clients, but it could be something to try with someone who is if they are coming off insurances or NHS or whatever they are, just to know that you are thinking of them and you're looking forward to seeing them tomorrow, that's something that worked really well with Derek. And he's tried that out now, everyone in our community has tried that out um, with, if it's the first time they're coming in, making that phone call to them rather than just sending them a text or an email. Because that adds also the familiarity with, I mean Derek's a solo practitioner, he does have a, he does have a front desk, he's a solo practitioner, and because he was speaking on the phone with them as well, because they'd never spoken to him before, if they were being referred by a doctor, that gave them again that reassurance that this is the guy I'm going to be seeing tomorrow. 
and talking through the journey of what they were going to expect that worked really well in this practice. And it's worked well with a couple others in that group as well. Jeff Nelson. I love it. Somebody else I can't tell you. Sets up expectations. It's something to look forward to. Yeah. Because especially if, if they're being referred by a doctor, they could be, and it could be a condition where they where they might need to come and keep seeing me. They could, they could think, I don't really want to, like, and they could be tentative about coming to that. If they feel like I have to go through this again for the next four or five months, they're going to tell me that I spend all this money or whatever. So that reassurance at the front end has improved his PBA as well as his arrival rate from that, just from that, the phone call at the front end of that. You've just given me an idea. Bring this up tomorrow. What should be happening with our accountability groups is that as we roll out more importance on accountability groups, stuff like that is just fucking brilliant, right? Like, that's a disservice to the rest of the group if they're not hearing about these types of things. And that we almost need, as we, as we you'll see it tomorrow, the accountability groups will get a lot of focus. We almost need to have a, a communication between anybody who's holding them calls that says, just give me the one thing that you spoke about that was the like, what's the big hot thing last week in your accountability group that gets shared between the captains? So that then there is an agenda which shares, so you go on group N's call and you share all the shit that was going on in like, you know, these, this is what Cameron's telling me about his group. This is what Barry's telling me about his group. This is what Dorothy's telling me about her group. You've got like that five or six point agenda at the start of every accountability call that comes from the others. And it gives them more of a, so you know like when I do my coaching calls, I always start with like two or three points. Here's what I've got for you. That's the reason a lot of them show up and show up on time. It's because they want that initial 20 minute, he's what I've learned from the rest of the team. He's what I learned from CEO. He's what I learned from whatever. They're actually coming on for that. And that's the glue that gets them. That is brilliant. That, that should have been, all right, Monday morning, that's my one thing from my accountability group calls last week that I want the other coaches to share with the other groups. And then Barry goes on and does a group and goes, all right, guys, here's one thing I got from the other groups for you for this week to share. Bang, fucking brilliant. Absolutely. Let's see if we can work that in, into the, to the, to the format of the accountability groups. But it's brilliant from a, it is genius. The text as well, Paul, you know, from uh, like, your side as well, a lot of the time people, if they receive a text, let's say from Hannah, a lot of them will ask, they'll be like, oh, who's Hannah? So then that's like another form of, it's open up yeah. a conversation where if we might be in Darlington or Durham, where we know they're never going to see Hannah. Yeah. But, and they've already spoken to Vicky or Becky, you know, via another, or Emily via another means. But now there's this Hannah drawn into the mix as well, and they start asking, then we'll, we'll come up with stories. Oh, Hannah had mumps last week, she's off at the moment. <laughs> you know, that general thing. And then the next week, they're like, oh, how's Hannah? Like, yeah. We've got no better stories, Hannah. Now, now what else going on in your life? Like, yeah. Yeah. Tell me about Hannah. Yeah, she had the mumps. Like, that would be missed otherwise. You know, I know, I know it's just I think we can let them miss that. Yeah, that would be cute. That's the, you know. I know it's just a, it's just a text message, um, but it, it, it does it does bring other people in with it into the business. And most of the time, they have insurance patients talking about that, but then... We should invent a mystical figure. <laughs> like a, a, a sort of a mystical figure that, like, doesn't exist. But we're like, we, we, we just call a... I don't know, Jess or something like that, that like... <laughs> we, call it, we call her Jess and, you know, just, just create this fictional life <laughs> around her. That, like, she's always at spa weekends and just, you know, pampering herself and, like, eating out all the time and, like, living this... Amid. Yeah, 
<laughs> living, living this amazing life, and you know, just. Well, that were you before when they come in and go, yeah. When they look, look at the book and they go, does he exist? <laughs> no, we made him up. Nope. <laughs> nope. Not real. Just got this model to come in and. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I like, where did we go, where did we get from that? <laughs> I don't know, sorry. No, no, we were talking about mystical figures. Mystical figure, so Jess is our new mystical figure for the next three months. Is this, just this lady that, that you know. I think, I think what we can do from that is put more emphasis definitely on the text, but I think, I love that. I think we've got to take that to the, if you're a first timer, I mean, I wrote down here, we need to get them the first visit badge. She's your Disney gal, we've got them at the events. First time, first time. 100% attendance t-shirts and all that shit, yeah. Pop a badge, pop a Disney, Disney badge, yeah. <coughs> Buzz t-shirt. To the next level in your health and beyond. There we go. So if you're an adult first time, you'll get your Disney badge. They get them at my events now, we'll give them. We'll give them at the events, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Get one free, get one free. We've got the Paul-shaped head instead of Mickey Mouse. Yeah, it is. It is. There's confetti and he's got that mouse ears on. It's mini mouse. Yes, mini mouse, mini mouse ears, yeah. Now that, but we could get to the next level in your health and beyond, like in a buzz, a buzz thing. Yeah, yeah. If they've got like six planets, you give them 100%, and you go take it off. <laughs> These are all of the things that that I want to get to, and, and it's a people thing. These are all of, all of the stuff that we're doing in this business, right? Just to light it up with shit, like funny things and just just random shit you'd never be able to like. You just need time. You need people and time to do it. That That is exactly the type of thing we should be getting. We should have them wearing T-shirts and fucking swag bags and all sorts of shit, coming into the clinic, badges. Once you sit down, you'd have two days on it when you've got the right infrastructure with enough people. And you'd say, all right, what can we do? What, what's, how do we light this up? How do we take this to a whole new level that isn't just about the tactical things that we do? It's how do we make somebody feel, to Disneyfy the whole thing. And Johnny could wear as many mouse ears while he's treating them. Yeah. You know? We were discussing, didn't we, before about the, like, a t-shirt or something that they, they wouldn't necessarily have to give them out to everyone, but they could wear it after the course of treatment with like a little hand toy. Pog off is fix this. This is what they wanted. We did like it all like to. What about on the front? Might get a reputation. Or another one? Johnny at Paul Goff. My physio sorted this. <laughs> Best money I've ever spent. Right, next. So can we ask, uh, implement that? First phone call pre-24 hours. When, did they, when does he do it? Morning or day before? Night before. So, the, so the, the difference is profound from a text message, which is nice and it's transactional, it's going to make a difference. But the thing that would then make a difference to the do I say yes and what do I buy would be the 
it's, it's basically what she's doing. Congratulations, you booked your appointment for tomorrow. We can't wait to see you. We're ready for you. Do you have any questions ahead of your, ahead of your, you know, your session tomorrow? Great, uh, here's a few things that you might want to know. Yeah, definitely come in 15, you, you start answering questions that they just don't know how to ask. Come in 15 minutes earlier. Uh, great, you're more than welcome. You know, a lot of people ask, can I come in a bit earlier? Absolutely, we can't wait to see you. Coffee's on, you know, blah, blah, blah. Put your feet up, make yourself at home, yada, yada, yada. Do I need to take my clothes off? No, all that shit, yeah. Just start answering the questions that they don't know. People ask when they're first coming in somewhere, is looking silly. And, I, and like even, oh, I parked in the wrong place. Oh, I, I opened yep. the door the wrong way. Like it's all true. those little things. And they, they'll think about it before they're coming in. And, it, and, it, and for some people, it might be enough to stop them coming in if they, if they think, like, oh, I'm going to look silly going in because I've never been before and I don't know what to expect. Anything that you can do to make somebody. Yeah, we do that to only, yeah. you know, where you go. They've got to start off. Like, yeah, just go to bed a bit, like, you know, yeah. your appointment time would have been after 6 o'clock, we will be able to assist them. Mm -hmm. We try to tell them everything, but then again, at that front end mm -hmm. call, Six days ago. It's it's more of a congratulations. Can't wait to see you. We're ready for you. Um, looking forward to you know having you with us. Here's a few things you might have wanted to know, and just write two or three things down that make them feel good. Can I come early? Yes, we'd love to see you. Like you, you're moving them in that direction. It's a big thing. It's true. Lisa's right and bang on with it. I do it all the time in an event. I always say, oh, who's first time here? And like 20 people have raised their hand. I'm like, how did you feel before you come in? I'm like, I know for a fact you were scared and nervous and you were getting on the flight. You weren't excited. You were panicking, thinking, shit, I'm in the right room. Will I, will I look stupid? Are they more clever than me? Have they all got more money than me? All of this shit's going on in their head. And I'm like, if it's going on in your head, it's going on in their head. Like, that's the reason that they turn up, skeptical, negative, don't want a coffee, and will close down very, very quickly. You need them as open and as comfortable as possible, as quickly as possible, in order for them to say yes to these guys. So this is that interconnectedness we were talking about. How what appears to be a transactional, just pick up the phone, when you truly understand why you're doing it, you do it with flair, you do it with understanding, you're not doing it because your boss has told you to do it or because it's fucking 5.57 and you want to get out as fast as possible. I'm doing it because I want to make somebody feel special, I want to light somebody's day up, I want to have somebody go to bed tonight thinking, you know what, I cannot wait to go there tomorrow rather than that, oh shit, what am I going into there? Their experiences in medical practices, by and large, are shit. It is dreadful. There's no other word, whether it's dental practice in America that I was at recently, going in with the kids. Um, this was Natalie's experience of, of uh, injections in, in a privatized system, right? In uh, Orlando, two weeks before we come out. 52 minutes in, or 50, let's say 48 minutes, you sat there waiting for injections, right? She goes up to the thing and goes, oh, um, any chance, like, how long? Uh, how long will it be? Like, before um, I'm in, she goes, well, you know, it could be, it could be another 20 minutes, another half an hour. And I said, what? I'm, I'm already, like, 45 minutes past, you know, the, the time. I've got to get back and pick the kids up from school. She's like, yeah, but, you know, the policy is uh, we, give, we give everybody up to 50 minutes to be late. <laughs> Everybody's allowed to be late up to 50 minutes, right? Meaning that if you stroll in 45 minutes after when your appointment was, you'll be squeezed to the front of the queue, right? So everybody who's been there for like 40 minutes then goes, and it keeps going back. And I'm like, what the fuck? And Natalie's going, it's like, seriously? Like, is this a joke or like, no, no, no. You're, you're allowed up to 50 minutes to be late for your appointment. So we really can't get you in any faster and you'll have to wait another 20 minutes or so. And she's like, well, why do, why do I book an appointment at nine o'clock when the policy allows me to be 50 minutes late? 
meaning I'm probably realistically going to be sat here for at least an hour and a half before I get my appointment for these injections. Could you not have explained all of this on the phone? Like, I've got kids to pick up and, you know, blah, blah, blah. That's the bit that pisses you off. Because Natalie comes out and doesn't go, I'm annoyed I've sat there for 50 minutes. Check this out. She doesn't go, I'm pissed that I've sat there for 50 minutes. She does what every one of you would do and go, doesn't she know I've got other things to do? Doesn't she know I've got other kids to pick up? It's all Nat Natalie chucks the sp that spanner in on every single situation. No matter where we are, what we're doing, the thing that lights the fuse for Natalie is, don't you know I'm a busy mother of three? And you didn't respect me enough to tell me. That's all she, that's all she whinges about. Don't you realise I have a life? I have other things going on, I have other kids, I have other priorities. You didn't do a good enough job of communicating to me that you understood that I'm a mother of three with other things to do. It had nothing to do with the fact she was sat in her ass for 50 minutes. She will have played on Facebook for fucking 50 minutes. So I, she won't have even knew. But the minute that she then thinks, oh, well, I've got the other kids to pick up, it then becomes a, you didn't take all of that into consideration. That's what, that's what fires her up. Which again goes back to a lack of the business understanding of who their customers are. What's their real pain points? This is what you, you hear me say all the time. It's the real thing that fucks them off. What's the real thing that worries them? The real issues, the real deep like, things that they want to be recognized for. It's not the thing that you think it is, and it's not the thing that they tell you is. When they, when they kick off, when they kick off, that's the thing that they want to be recognized for. The niceties, the pleasantries, it's bullshit. There's nothing there. That, that's not them explaining who they are and how they want to be treated. When they kick off, give it a couple of seconds, then they'll start to tell you what they value, who they are, what they're about, and why they're really pissed. Harry cleaning his bedroom. Is she really that pissed that he didn't clean his bedroom again? Or is she pissed that he's a defiant little bastard? <laughs> and he won't listen to her again. And now it's the, doesn't that little shit realise what I do for him? And doesn't he realise how much I do? And now the story and the violins really come out. But it had nothing to do with the cover on his bed being on the floor. It had everything to do with the two or three things after that that doesn't he realise? He takes me for granted. Doesn't he know how busy I am? He never listens to me. Then it's the, oh, am I not a good mother if he doesn't listen to me? Now there's a spiral of fucking things that are causing this irrational behaviour. But not the thing on the bed. Have them communicate, or if you, if you run your business from that point of view and you understand that that's their real problems, you very rarely will have problems. Thank you for listening to Paul Goff's audio experience. If you're brand new to Paul's world, head on over to paulsmarketingbook.com where you can get started with his number one best-selling marketing book for physical therapists. Or if you've been listening to the show for a while, you like what you hear and you think that you could benefit from this type of help to accelerate the growth and profitability of your practice, reach out to Paul's team at paul at paulgoff.com and tell us exactly what you're looking for. And by the way, if you know someone who would benefit from today's show, please share it with them. And if you've got any questions that you want answered, tweet Paul at the Paul Goff using the hashtag AskPG. You can also find all of these details over in today's show notes. All right, until next time, have a wonderful day.